0: Yo, yo, what's going on, big dogs? Welcome into another episode of Adams Plus One. This episode features Will Gray. Will Gray is the owner of Pinewood Sports Network. During this episode, we discuss the recent coach hires in the NFL, Will's reaction to the Chicago Bears keeping Matt Eberflues, and Will gives us his predictions on this weekend's NFC and AFC Championship games. As always, if you enjoy this episode, give it a share. Let's dive in. We've had a few coaches hired in the NFL. Why don't you just give me your take on, let's start with the Panthers hire. That was Dave Canales from the Bucks' offensive coordinator. What's your just initial take on that?
1: It's tough to say, really. Um, It kind of, you know, I feel like he's had it coming for a while now. He's been in a a few spots where he succeeded. And I think obviously the resurrection of Baker Mayfield really sold the gig. Just seeing a division jump as well, that's always like kind of a helpful thing. Well, debatable you know luke gutsy coming from the packers we were all excited about that and that didn't seem to work out but i usually like that kind of stuff i like the canalis hire i think he's going to be good for bryce young we're going to really see how it pans out though i don't know if i'm still bought in yet on um, on bryce young and obviously they're bringing in canalis and that's not his quarterback so that always gets a little the situation always gets a little weary when it's not uh the quarterback that the head coach drafts. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out in Carolina, but I like the hire. I think it's a well-deserved one. Yeah. There's a, they're, they're 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 dropping like this now though, Adam. They're coming out hot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Raheem, Raheem just went to Atlanta. That uh, just happened. Yeah, like 10 minutes ago. 10 Raheem minutes
0: ago. What's your take on that? one? I was going to go to a different one, but take give me your take on that one.
1: I'm it was I was it's surprising to say the least. I like Raheem Morris and he's definitely had it coming for a while. Um but we were. I mean, they interviewed Bill Belichick, Mike Brabel, uh, Jim Harbaugh. It was like, whoa! Atlanta. They went the
0: defensive coordinator route, which is very interesting, right?
1: It seems like when it seems like we're on like kind of like a path here, where these offensive when they bring in these offensive minds, they don't pan out. These teams think they need to switch it up and go back to defense. Right. I don't like. It's so give or take. People think like so so hard about like you need an offensive mind as your head coach, and it is true. I do think like it's the way the game's being played nowadays. But, like, if you can get yourself a solid coordinator and a good, sound defensive coach, it can work out. We've seen it work out in the NFL over the last few years. Yeah, like Sean McDermott has had success in the NFL. Mike Tomlin's had nothing but success in the NFL, and these are defensive minds. It's a lot more of a rare occasion, as you've known, the last, like, what, four Super Bowl winners have all been offensive minds? Yeah. it was, yeah, Arians. Arians? Arians, Two times Reed, Reed. and then McVeigh.
0: McVeigh, McVeigh was there twice. He he's been there twice, and he only he lost to Belichick, right? Which he lost
1: another great defensive great like, coach, exactly. But not a
0: young up and coming def- defensive coordinator. We're talking about a guy, or defensive coach. The
1: exactly. other
0: the other point that these owners might be looking at, and I you said a few guys. Speaking of young, but if you bring in a young younger defensive coordinator, they might be looking at the Texans, right? Pairing a young D coordinator with a young offensive, um, a young quarterback, but Atlanta, man, they're in a weird spot in the draft, right? What are they, where are they, where are they picking? I forgot.
1: They're picking right before the Chicago bears at eight, eight,
0: they're eight Yeah. Eight um, or 10, something like that. Yeah. They're, they're early, yeah. but so uh, I wonder what they're looking to do. Probably trying to move up. Right.
1: Um, I don't think they're going to, I mean, they're going to be in a bidding war and it's going to come down to probably Jaden Daniels. Cause I think one and two are solidified. Right. Uh, I think one and two are solidified on who's going there. So I don't think either of those teams are going to be moving back. I think Chicago stays put and take Caleb Williams. And I think um, Washington stays put and takes Drake May. I think that's guaranteed. Now it's going to be interesting to see what New England does. Um, do they go Jaden Daniels? Does Jared Mayo want Jaden Daniels? Does Jaden Daniels deserve the number three overall pick? So that's what's going to be interesting about this evaluation process over the next two months. You know, we're going to hear a lot of things inside these rooms that half of them are gonna be some BS and half of them are gonna be true uh it's such a beautiful time of the year that it's just you realize how toxic everything is and it, you kind of just eat it up you're like what you don't even believe half the stories that are coming out <laughs> I mean yeah. them, you get you get excited about them to begin with so uh, I mean it's it's been a pattern over the last few years I think Penix and McCarthy are more in that could be reach in the top 10. But more than likely gonna to fall to late first, early second. But I do think Daniels isn't gonna fall into that Will Levis, um, Malik Willis kind of where these guys could go top ten. Whoa, cameras all over them draft night, next thing you know, they're second, third round picks. Yeah. They're
0: too, they're too many, there are too many there are too many QB needy teams this year for that. It's just exactly. the way the draft board's falling.
1: Exactly. I think I think it could be interesting to see how New York if New York is feeling confident in Daniel Jones. If they could move up potentially, uh, Atlanta is another team. Tennessee, are uh, they bought in on Will Levis? So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out for Jaden Daniels. But in terms of the head coach, um, I, I'm just excited to see what Raheem Mostert's going to do, and I believe that way. So right, let's let's hear who else you want to talk about head coaching now.
0: Yeah, let's move on. Move on to uh, the Chargers. That's the big oh, one, and you mentioned you said, "Hey, they're dropping like flies" because the big one dropped right, and that's yeah. Jim Harbaugh. To the Chargers, I like the hire, but what does Will think?
1: I mean, how could you not? He's had success everywhere he goes. It's 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 a tough <laughs> – I think it's perfect. Like, there's really nothing that I can say that can go against it. Um, uh, the cap is going to be an issue there. Uh, I am a little bit worried about that, but – all these Harbaugh rumors just proved to be untrue. Everyone said he's power hungry, and I know that he has had you know issues with power ahead of him in the past. We saw this in both in Michigan where uh, he was butting heads with commissioners constantly, just the NCAA in general. Um, and I know that back in the day he had some problems with some GMs. I believe in San Francisco. Regardless of the fact, it shows that he was not truly that power hungry, where he needed full control over football because they they hired a GM, they paired him with Harbaugh. Yeah. So I need to know what Ryan Poles was talking about in his presser when he said he's the head coach of Michigan. <laughs> That's what I want to know.
0: <laughs> well, well, you know what, before we segue into bears, I just perfect time. First of all, we've got Will Gray in the podcast Pinewood sports network. Dude is looking fresh as hell with this haircut. We love it. Got it. Looking good. you looking fresh. Thank you for coming on. Okay. Going to the bears. Now uh, we haven't caught up since, since everything went down. So,
1: well, we talked. Well, when was the last
0: time we talked? Well, we talked. I don't think we. Did we talk after the Packers game? I think we talked after the oh, Packers. No, we didn't talk oh, after didn't. the Packers game.
1: We. I think we the, talked right before the. It was either right before the Browns game or right after the Browns. After game. After the
0: Browns game, because we didn't get to talk about the good of Atlanta and the bad of Green Bay. I thought of the bad. It was. It was. It was after the Browns game. But my question to you is: reactions from what he said at the press conference. You had some things. Obviously, I feel the same way. So, what were your what was your reaction there? And then. Sticking with, with Maddie Rufluse. How do you feel about that?
1: It's it's a really tough decision. Um well this is what I'll say. And obviously my emotions are like this. And in, in the offseason, my emotions just vary so heavily. And especially towards those last few games of the year. Uh it's really easy as a fan to get bought in on something when the winds are coming. Uh, so that last second half of the year, the winds were flying. You start thinking, you start pondering, like, okay, maybe we are working with something here. Maybe we are working something, working with something here. This is my take, though. Bottom line is this, Matt Iberfluss is good at a lot of things, but he's bad at the things that are really important. Uh his in-time or his in-game decision making is still very much in question. Um when it comes down to it in every big moment of his coaching career, he has failed tremendously. He has blown five double digit fourth quarter leads in two seasons, That's, uh, where the win percentage was 90 plus percent. That's an astronomical number within two years in the NFL. He is, as of right now, you have now, to try
0: to do that. You have to try to do that.
1: <laughs> that. You're like, as of right now, the least winningest head coach in Chicago Bears history. Um, yes, the defense took a step. Uh, The defense turned it around. They are probably a playmaker or two away on that defense from being a top five defense in the NFL. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, the, the players buy into them. But immediately, I'm sorry. I don't like the decision. I think that you have to make phone calls. You have to strive for better. When you are in a division... With Matt Lafleur, you have to strive for better. And this, in my opinion, is settling at the head coaching position. I think they settled by sticking with Matt Eberflus. And especially in a market where you have players like you have players in the game like Jim Harbaugh, I think that you slept way too hard. I think I think it was just a, it was just one of the most phenomenal coaching cycles we've seen. In and the, the
0: Bears are very attractive right now. Think about everything going on. Number yeah. one pick. Great salary situation. You have a quarterback that's an asset. We don't have a Zach Wilson at quarterback. You could trade him away. A lot of options. You have two picks in the top 10. And another thing, there we're gonna have a stadium here in some odd years. That's exciting too. You have a lot going on, and you oh, have yeah. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Brabel I mean, I mean, honestly, I would have been excited about Ben Johnson. But yeah. I'm not, I told my my family, my friends are texting me. I am not excited about next year. Like the the games or the players will be fun. I'm not excited about that because this is what's most likely going to happen. They keep Fields. They don't win enough games. They're both out. Right. That that that's probably most likely to happen. Or they draft a young quarterback, and next year we're in a situation where there's this weird pressure on the coach to win. Now we're trying to develop the quarterback, and then at the end of the year he doesn't win enough games. He goes, and now our quarterback cycle competes, uh, goes around again. They'll keep the GM. They'll bring in a new head coach. What do you do with the offense coordinator? Do we like Sha- uh, Shane Waldron? What's the situation? And I hate that cycle. It feels like we're going into that again. Go ahead and respond to that.
1: It does. It does worry me. This is what I will say though, and I'm trying to have like a positive outlook as well. You know, I'm. Gonna, I just gave you all the bad, and I'm gonna try and give you the good. I think that in a world that the Chicago Bears front office is living in, they think that we're going to be the next Buffalo Bills. They think that Matt Eberflus is a locker room guy, a good, sound defensive mind. And if they can get their quarterback, they believe they can win games. Now, and I also don't think that they're going to put the pressure on Matt Eberflus that they have had on coaches in the past, like like John Fox with with one year of Mitch Trubisky, like Matt Nagy with one year of Justin Fields. I don't think there's going to be those win now. Because when we drafted Mitch Trubisky, he started what? After five games, I think fit, in October
0: in October he went against the Vikings. Remember? Yes, I,
1: I was at the game. I remember it was awesome. You know, I was <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> 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 the franchise, let's go!" At his first career game, Eddie and Jackson.
0: Then, Eddie Jackson got a pick six that game against Cousins. Right? Did they no, celebrate no, end no, zone? That was like
1: 2018. I was, I was
0: also at that game. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, Mitch, no, Mitch threw a pick at the end of that game. Terrison Smith. That's how it yeah,
1: that ended. Right? They yeah. they they kicked the game when he filled. It was but, a good game
0: though. It was a fun game. They faked that, a punt. The Bears faked a punt that game.
1: Right. Yes, they did. Benny Cunningham scored a touchdown. Was right, yeah. <laughs> it was a good game to be at. It was a good game to be at. Um, so I don't think he's going to have the same standards that both Nagy and Fox had with, because he drafted Mitch Trubisky, oh, number two overall. You brought in Mike Glennon. I think Caleb Williams is going to be better than all of these guys. Me too. So I could see the win total staying, excuse me, staying around the same, around the six to eight range um
0: but looking well, different I, I, I'm feeling different
1: yes exactly looking different feeling different but i also do think that there's a chance that if caleb williams is who he's going to be and who everyone thinks he can be i easily think that this team could be the houston texans of next year 100 a rookie quarterback lead this team to the divisional round with this defense with these playmakers um They need to add more. They need to add more. more. Um, But I think the decision, uh, I think it's going, that's why I'm I'm trying to give you my positive outlook. I like it. I think that they do believe that with Caleb Williams, this team can be Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, and they don't have to play Patrick Mahomes because they're in the NFC. So that's, that's what I think they're going to do. And this is what I'll say. There's no way you can stick with Justin Fields, in my opinion. I, I, it's the, the option has to be out the window after watching C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love play football. And I think Ryan Poles knows that. And I think that's going to be the ultimate decision at the end of the day. There's no doubt in my mind. I would say there's probably, I'll give you a number right now. I think there's a 24% chance that Justin Fields plays quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year. I think the rest goes to Caleb Williams. And the only, the only reason that there's 24% in my head is because it's the Bears and they're stupid. Right and so, so I have if to they give do them.
0: if they do, I think in that twenty four percent I would almost build in at least fifteen percent likelihood that they would take a quarterback at nine like they would do something weird like that. they'd keep Justin, they'd have this in their back pocket and we'd all be like, what the hell are we doing
1: we had I swear I swear I no
0: conviction think. like just have some conviction like if we take at the end
1: of the day J. J. McCarthy <laughs> <I will laughs> never talk about sports again obviously knock wood. Here's but, my
0: here's my last thing about the Bears head coaching, and then I want to move to the draft. I think with the coaching situation, what I don't like about the whole situation is that Fields is on the quote-unquote hot seat for production, and he's yeah. probably going to go, and I think he should, okay? Fairly so. But if Justin Fields is on that, well, then I think Matt Eberflus should be too because realistically, and I'm, I'm going to be very real, I'm a Bears fan. We had seven wins, four of the teams that we beat Will, they have new head coaches going in the next year. So like two of those wins, the one was the Panthers on a Thursday night game. When our backup played, the other one was against the Raiders, which was the Josh McDaniels farewell game. Okay. Yeah. Now. And then you talked about, we know about the, the collapses. So if Justin Fields is going up against Caleb Williams and, and he's going to get replaced, then why the hell is Matt Eberfluss not going up against Jim Harbaugh, Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Ben Johnson. That's what I don't like. Just be consistent. Right.
1: Yes. You yes, and, and have to
0: beat a dead horse. Now, Let's move to the draft. Clearly, you want to go Caleb. Tell <laughs> me after we take Caleb at one, what do you want to see them do with the ninth pick or trading up? What does Will want to do pairing Caleb with what situation?
1: I've probably busted out about I, you know, I pay for the PFF subscription. People probably clown me for that, but I do. I need the seven rounds. I need I need it all. I one one say if the people at PFF are listening to this by chance. You guys need to have the players at the same time on the list that are all available still, not only when you're selecting. So then I can be like, oh, if this player slips, this player slips. Because it's hard to keep looking at the draft board. What am I going to do, write all their names down? No, <laughs> <And it's> they <either laughs> still available. So I can learn, come and jump back up in a late first or something. But I've probably busted out about 100 different mocks. I adjust the sliders to make things more random at times, kind of because the draft is random. It is. So to me, it's like, okay. Option one at pick nine, it needs to be Romo Dunze or Malik Neighbors. But I do see there being a scenario where that is not possible. Uh mm-hmm. as surprising as it would say, three receivers going in the top eight is, you know, very rare. Very rare. But I think the talent is is there and it's true. It's not a very it's a deep wide receiver class, but it's not a very like it's just so top heavy. Those three are very good. Now there is like there's a few other potentials out there. But a lot of them to me are just, you know, not even close. So I think that these are three blue chip level players. And then you have like a blue chip plus in Marvin Harrison Jr. Like once in a generation wide receiver talent coming out. So I um, I think that we are living in a world where there's a possibility the Bears do not have an opportunity. I think the Bears are I think Bears fans are living in a fantasy land. If they think that the Patriots are going to take Justin Fields and pick nine to jump up to pick three. I don't see that being a, uh, I don't see that happening. I think one, it would take a lot more. Um, and two, I just can't see Ryan polls, man, his it's the more picks, the more hits. That's what, that's all it is in his head. He's a trade back guy. He's a trade back guy. He's always been a trade back guy, especially when he gets to those middle rounds. He'll trade back just for two picks, just so he can get like nine swings and rounds four through seven, just because he's like the more he's like, these guys are not hits. Like the more options, op- opportunity we have the better chance we have the better chance we have to land a stud right so it just doesn't that doesn't scream to me uh ryan pole's kind of vibe is to move up at from i would love to i think it would be a good decision if you ask me i think if you compare to what houston did last year and trading back up to get will anderson Uh, That city is in dire need, was in dire need of some heroes and they drafted a stud at edge and they drafted a stud at quarterback and it's going to work out. And they're not even going to blink twice about this pick this year because it worked out in their favor. So if he can draft Caleb Williams and go up and get Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm all for it. I'm not, I just don't believe that's happening. So in my opinion, I'd go neighbors in number one. Odun at number two in terms of if the who, who, best BPA, best player available. Three, I'm going Brock Bowers. I am. Uh, I was hoping so. <laughs> three, I am going Brock Bowers, and then it gets tricky. That's where it's like, okay, if all, there, there's a chance that we're living in a land where all four of those guys are gone. Uh, you have the Chargers right there in that mix. I have to believe that they're going to be really going for Neighbors or Bowers. Same thing with the Falcons at six. If they trade for Justin Fields... They're not going to give up pick eight, another fantasy land that people are living in. Um, they could go wide receiver right there to pair with Fields, Pitts, and Bijan Robinson. Excuse me, the Titans. Like London,
0: too. That will be loaded if they get another yes, exactly. one. Exactly.
1: The, the Titans, another team who could. I mean, Traylon Burks has not seemed to work out. Another team who, and especially with Brian Callahan, their new head coach. He would just come from Cincinnati where he's working with three dogs at receiver. You think
0: he's not wide receiver hungry? He knows what it looks
1: like. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So there's a lot of options before us. The Giants. I mean, we could, the Cardinals are going receiver 100%. The Patriots very well could take Marvin Harrison Jr. over Jaden Daniels. So what we need is the quarterback to go earlier than, because if they're, if there's a quarterback available at nine odds are all those weapons are gone. And then the only one would be Jen Daniels. So that, but like I said, after that, it gets tricky. Um, You have a big decision to make. Uh, Personally, I've been in the mocks. I've been trading back. Um, It's tough though. Alu uh, not going to try and say his last name. Joe alt. Those two guys are some blue chip tackle prospects right there. I think, but, It's tough for me because I have a lot of faith in Braxton Jones. But if you can go get, like, you know, I don't think Braxton Jones is a blue chip player, but he's a good enough player.
0: Yeah, he's been solid. You're right.
1: Yeah, who can be starting at left tackle for a while. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I really want to tackle, but at the same time, if they go draft a left tackle after taking a stud and Darnell right at right tackle. I can't really be that upset. You have two of two good tackles playing on rookie contracts, protecting Caleb Williams, who's throwing the ball to DJ Moore, and some uh uh Ben Cole Komet and probably Gabe Davis or Darnell Mooney or like one fill of those. fill in the
0: blank, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I think later on court. in the draft, I think what they have to solidify, which I'm curious what you think. A center. They uh, need a center. Yep. And something wanna... inside, something nasty, and When you're watching Bears games, you'll see Cleo Herbert break free or even um, any of the backs. You know, you've got Johnson and the other guy, um, Jesus, Foreman. None of these guys are, like, electric. None of these guys are – we don't have a a, a Keaton Mitchell, a guy that he can take it 80 yards to the house. It would be nice to see them add some speed in the backfield. A change-up, change of pace back. A lot of the Bears backs, I'm not saying they're the same, but there's no variation. You've seen anyone in your mocks that you like that's a good fit at center or in that role. The so back.
1: I got two two guys at center. Uh, actually, the the um, the Bears offensive line coach is coaching uh, the I want to say the West. Not like it really matters in the senior bowl. Uh, and he has uh, Cedric Van Pan, Cedric. No, he has Jackson Powers Johnson on his side. Sorry. he And I really like Jackson Powers Johnson at um, from Oregon at center. I love it. I think we the Bears should go get him. The issue is they don't have a second-round pick, and he's going to go in that second round. I was pounding the table for John Michael Schmitz last year. Did not play out. I wish they took him. He was available. They had the opportunity to take him. Did not do so. That's okay. I do like Tyreek Stevenson and Gervon Dexter. I like person. Tyreek too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson. So I think that is going to come from potentially a field trade, uh, that second-round pick. Um that's how they're going to get that pick, I think. And they need to take Jackson Powers Johnson there. Uh, if you want to lean second round as well, it depends on how high you can go. Chopper Robinson could be a good edge available. Um, you know, that could see them going edge at, well at nine. Um, but Jackson Powers Johnson. And then if you get into that third round, um, unfortunately, the Bears offensive line coach is not coaching him. He's on the other side of the field. But they'll be scouts there watching him. Uh, out of Georgia, Cedric Van Pran, I believe his name is. I think that's how you say his last name. Cedric Van Pran. Uh, I really like him a lot. I've watched some tape on him a little bit. He's he's an an angry guy in the middle. Um, Not as angry as uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, but uh, he's still a still a mean guy up in the middle. And we got to get rid of Lucas Patrick. He's got to go. So I just
0: felt like our our line was solid, like a really solid line, and then soft in the middle all year. We couldn't get a QB sneak. We couldn't get a quick dive. You could feel that. Could you not?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. and I mean, you look at the team who's the best at QB sneak, and you got an all-pro Hall of Famer there. All pro. It's like, oh, why are they so good at that? And then you think to yourself, oh, it's because our center is not good. Our center sucks. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of running back, I completely agree with you, and I think that the Bears are going to try – I think Herbert's got to go. I think Foreman's got to go. Um, You know, they're nothing special. They're just like, oh – like at least with David Montgomery, you get some like cool, wiggle. Oh wow, like some wiggle. You you could make cuts with the best of them in the league. He just didn't have breakaway speed like the grades do. Um, I like Marshawn Lloyd to pair with Roshan Johnson. Very small out of USC, um, speed back can line up in the slot. I'm all for Marshawn Lloyd. He's like five nine though, but who cares?
0: Hey, his like, quarterback, if Caleb Williams is the Bears quarterback, there's rapport there already,
1: right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you have a power guy in Roshan Johnson who who can also catch the ball and, you know, run people over. So I like Roshan Johnson to pair up with Marshawn Lloyd. Obviously, there's going to be a few guys in there, like Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin, who would be very interesting. I know um, – uh, he's a big dynasty guy. A lot of dynasty freaks out there. Really, he, looking for Braylon Allen early on. So, um, I like Marshawn Lloyd though. I've been I've been drafting him a few times now to pair up with Caleb Williams. Good speed back. We need some of that. Beautiful, beautiful. Lack that in our backfield.
0: All right, let's move on. Let's move on to NFC title game. Let's get to Let's get some predictions in here. I got you in here on Thursday right before the big championship weekend. So, Will, this is my favorite weekend in the NFL because the divisional round was was excellent, but now you have the four, quote-unquote, best teams, at least the, best, the ones that made it here. You get two really great games, not a celebration. It's not a, like, glitz and glamour. It's all about football, right? And you yep. get two of them on one day. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've got the Detroit Lions going on the road with Jared Goff, this great run game, awesome offensive line, the knee cap biting Lions in San Francisco to go against Rock Purdy. Interesting matchup. What is? How do you see this game playing out? What's your take? Who do you got?
1: I want to say it's going to be a good game because of Dan Campbell's grit and all that. And the Lions could shock the world. Don't get me wrong. I don't think. I think when you come to these games, it's hard to really uh, kind of trash on anybody because you know they got here. Do I think that their path was maybe somewhat a little easy, you know, the landing the Bucks in the second round? You know, I think the Bucks are a good team and all, but you didn't have to go up against the Packers, who I think the Lions ultimately would have lost to. Um, but I think it's going to be a good game just because Dan Campbell's that head coach, and he's always going to have that fight in him. Over, overall, I want to say the, Detroit, or the San Francisco 49ers will take this one. I just think there's so much star power there, and I know Detroit's got a lot of great players as well, but... Overall, and especially if Debo plays, I got the 49ers. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's like one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, a stout defense there, and they'll they'll figure it out. You know, I think last week was um 20 days off for the starters. You know, they they came out slow. We all kind of we all kind of seen that coming a little bit, the slow start. Uh I figured the, the second half would be a lot more of a pull away, but I think that just pays more to the Packers and how good they are overall. Um, than it does to the 49ers team, because uh, I'm really high on the Green Bay Packers next year. Yeah,
0: yeah, same here, same here. Awesome. Which let's sucks. Move- <laughs> <laughs> Christ, damn it. <laughs> so let's switch gears. Let's now move over to the AFC. We've got Patrick Mahomes having an insane, insane start to his career, right? Like, mm-hmm. wow. Sixth. What is this? His Is this his fourth or fifth AFC title game? Is it his fifth?
1: This is his... 18, 19, 20, 21,
0: 22, 23, <laughs> He's been every year, right? It's every year he's made the so AFC title
1: game. The title game. Only lost unreal.
0: One. unreal. So we got Patrick Mahomes for the first time going on the road in one of these bad boys, right? Yeah. Pretty good last week. Now, last week, he didn't have to face any third downs. Or not many third downs. I think seven or five. He a very that? low number. They stayed ahead of the sticks. Now they're going into Baltimore against what I believe is the best defense remaining, right, my opinion. I think they're better than the Chiefs' defense. I think they're both really good. Going into Baltimore against who we believe will be the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Big game. High stakes for Lamar, in my opinion. How do you see this game playing out?
1: Well, I mean, this is kind of like everything that you could imagine if you're Lamar Jackson right here. This is how you could just completely shift the narrative of everything, you know. People look at his MVP season from 2019, and it was a great year. But it's been like this ever since, and now we're back up. Okay, three years post post uh, three seasons after his MVP season, we're starting to see Lamar and healthy Lamar playing all year. He got his money, and now he's balling. So this is this is I think the that could shift everything. You go out there and you get blown out by the Chiefs, people are going to look at Lamar as just, you know, still not there with Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. They're not going to put him in that category regardless of the MVP because um, I do think it's a little bit of a down year for MVP. I think no matter what, like, Lamar's got two MVPs, Josh Allen has none. I guarantee you ask 32 or maybe even let's just call it 31 GMs who they would take at quarterback. They're going to take Josh Allen. I know. So this is how Lamar can shift his narrative right here. He goes out there on Sunday and beats Patrick Mahomes. He can now be discussed, I think, with those guys. I don't know if he's better than those guys, but he can be in the conversation with those guys, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, this So this is it. I think it's like a storybook. Like It could be a storybook finish for Lamar. Um, you go beat Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl? You're talking now Hall of Fame. You're talking... Like, this is what that's how I think he's probably the two MVPs will probably get him into the Hall of Fame, uh, regardless. But I think people, if he goes and gets that golden jacket one day will be like, mm, he was good, but was he great? Question. Uh, question.
0: You- if he if he wins this game, I think he's a made man. Like if he goes in the Super Bowl and they lose a really tight game to the to the Niners. I think he's a made man at that point, though. Oh, I, think, I think he's a I made man. I completely
1: agree. He yeah. gets his flowers immediately from everyone, and he should yeah. 100% yeah. if he goes to the Super Bowl. Because I know the
0: Super Bowl appearance is tough. We know that. that's not easy. Yes,
1: exactly. And Josh Allen, not there. Herbert, not there. Joe Burrow's been there, but he lost. He goes out there and gets a Super Bowl win. Now we're even talking more and more and more. Um, overall, though, I hate to burst your bubble, Baltimore. I'm not taking a bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. Uh, he is undoubtedly in my opinion probably going to go down as it's going to be really hard like at the end of his career not to call him the greatest quarterback who's ever played the game and we've watched Tom Brady play football will he finish with as many rings as Tom Brady probably not but it's still not out of the picture I mean, yes. if he
0: wins one this year I'm going to start saying maybe I think it's changes
1: to maybe <laughs> even if he finishes with like four or five i think you could have like that's like michael jordan and bill russell you know like right. but uh, t- tom brady and the basketball bill russell skill i think tom brady is obviously way up here but of just in so. general like that's the where the ring comparison gets a little weird especially when it comes to the nfl five and seven they're pretty much same category right there it's a lot of damn super bowls so i think Patrick, I'm not gonna bet against Patrick Holmes. I got the Chiefs winning this Sunday. I can't do it, and I know it's like, I know I might get some flack for that, and say, but I, you know, I, I'm I'll pull for the Ravens. I'm rooting for the Ravens. I think it'd be awesome to see Lamar do what he can do. But it's like rooting against, It was like literally my entire childhood pulling it, like pulling against Tom Brady. It's just like I can't do it.
0: You're not, yeah. You've seen the story too many times. Everyone's yeah. and everyone's hyping it up. That well. He hasn't won on the road before the Josh Allen game. He's like, oh, you, I haven't won on the road. It plays flawless. Now yeah. it's, but now it's the Ravens and they are a really good defense. And you are on the road. And he it's like, it. it's like, it's like great players like uh, like Tom, like Michael Jordan, and like Patrick. They need that little extra bit of like. It's not just about winning the Super Bowl anymore. I've done that. Now it's oh, I'm going to go on the road and do
1: it this time. You know oh, I mean? exactly another notch on the belt to these guys at this point. Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's like we're looking at completely two different scenarios out of these teams. This is a team in Baltimore who is, you know, been kind of just like murky these last few years. When Lamar's on the field, they win. They it win
0: not... 75% of their games, dude. Like yeah, before.
1: exactly. Great winning percentage. When Lamar is on the field, this team is good, but he has not been on the field a lot over the last few seasons. And then you have the Chiefs who are the NFL standard. They are – the premier team, you look at them now as America's team. They are the new Patriots. They are the Cowboys of the 90s. This is them. This is the Kansas City Chiefs. So to the Chiefs, this is just let's just keep this dynasty rolling because you win three, it's the dynasty. Now. It's the dynasty. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's two its different storylines here, and I'm loving it. I love every second of it. You might, have talked into my, you might have talked this into me being my favorite weekend as well. I think I, it
0: is. You get two of them, dude. You get two was, of
1: them. I was talking about it last week with my friend, and I was like, I think the divisional round's my favorite because you get four good games, and you get two on Saturday and two on Sunday, so you can party all day Saturday, get drunk, (laughs) uh, uh, drink some beer, watch some great football games, and then Sunday you can just kind of recovering off of that, just also watch great football games and sit on the couch all day. But I will say the championship games are always a blast. It's pretty much just like – uh the super bowl kind of except just like it kind of means more it's the home field like yeah. i get i get what you're saying the super bowl is the super bowl it's the coup de grace when it comes to sports championships but but it's just like it's a performance at the same time it's a
0: performance Yo. it's entertaining and you're sitting there at halftime and I, I know you're a huge football fan right so i know oh. what, what level we're on a fandom right here yes and i hate sitting there knowing these dudes these poor guys are in the locker room on a longer break than normal. And I know that routine is so important. I just hate that for the players. Like, have the Super Bowl halftime show, like, put it before the game. But I get it. They want it in the middle so they get the ratings. I understand. I'm just so pro player. Like, I want it to be the exact same setup as all every other game. You know what I mean?
1: I do agree. I do agree in that sense sometimes. But... I don't know. I will tell you this. Sometimes I eat up. I eat up a good halftime show, though. I, I do. I enjoy it as a fan. I do. You know, when Coldplay collabed with Bruno Mars and Beyonce, that was like I was sitting on the couch, just stunned. I loved it so much. It was awesome. The, with um, but, the
0: Rams, Rams and Bengals, Eminem, and all those guys. That one, was. dude.
1: I mean, no. yeah, you can't complain there at all. I mean, and we all knew it was legendary, and it was a great game. Though, the, see, look, but to me, though, the Super like. Like I agree with you though. When you're watching the Super Bowl, it doesn't really feel like you're watching a real football game. Yeah, it's all everything's on the line. Everything's on the line, and you're like, the game is like it's already the third quarter. It's like everything's flying by. It's like you're watching a movie, kind of. It's it's a weird feeling when you're watching the Super Bowl, just because you know that it's so. It's, like, bigger than life for these players. So, it's just, like, it's kind of weird. It doesn't feel like, you know, you don't got Jim Nance and Tony Romo on a 325 CBS game. It's, like, <laughs> know, <okay>. 530 start. <laughs> I
0: know. It's different. And, and and then you got the great commercials. But before I get you I out of here, we got a few minutes left. Give me your predictions of scores, though. Can you, I, I'm curious All because right. the okay. NFC title game opened up at a 6.5 and, and it got bet up to, like, 7. So, what's the score in the NFC title game? And then we'll go to AFC. All
1: right. I'm going to go uh... – uh, I'm going to go tw- 28, tw- no, it's the- I'm going to say twenty-seven, twenty-three. San Francisco, Chiefs, 31, Ravens, 20. Got the Chiefs by 11. Putting my nuts on the line there a little bit. And I'm it right <laughs> now the Super Bowl, Chiefs, 31, 49ers, 24. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes and if I'm wrong, I'm not complaining.
0: No complaints here. I will tell you this, we will have you back on for another another episode before the Super Bowl, so we'll we'll get into that as well in more news in the off season. We love having you on the podcast, dude.